Hello and welcome back to the This week's Incredulous Installment will feature commentary from Comrade Scott, Joe, Ellie, Sarah, and myself. Rather than our segmented format, Afghanistan will be at the center of our conversation. We will discuss the political climate that precipitated 20 years of incompetence, the ghosts of neoconservatism, the obvious parallels to Vietnam, the consequences that a rapid yet necessary troop withdrawal will have both on material conditions and on mental health, plus the only options left for humane foreign aid. Finally, we decompress with the tale of many Kyles and lay down some lo-fi hip-hop for the birthday boy. Please do us a favor, share this content to yourself a favor, enjoy your Thank you for calling the office of Senator Elizabeth Warren in Washington, D.C. If you are calling to express a policy concern, Leave a message at the beep. And you know what, ER was on the air for so long that that the later episodes concerned the war in Afghanistan. Joe, update us on that war. (laughs) Well, it is over. Sorry. Uh, the government collapsed, officially collapsed on Sunday. The president of Afghanistan Which, fled the country. American or Afghanistanian or Afghan, Afghan, <laughs> the Afghan president. Afghanistanian. <laughs> I apologize for that. That would be great if uh, Joe Biden fled to Uzbekistan. But uh, alas, we are, we'll still stop with him, unfortunately. Yeah, the president of Afghanistan. Did fled you just to, call him uh, Joe Button? Joe Budden. No. I said the president of the United States. Did you call him Joe Button? No. no okay, fine. <laughs> the more you protest, the more I'm assured you did, but okay. <laughs> Joe Buttholio. Protests too much. This is the hill that's so, going to die. Uh, Continue, yeah, Joe. Trump Johnny fled to the capital of Uzbekistan on Saturday night. The Taliban took control of Kabul on Sunday and... You know, the one thing I love about this whole scenario is the State Department seems to be convinced that if it just says the same thing over and over and over again, that it will just magically become true because it keeps saying it. It's like in The Wizard of Oz, where just tap your heels three times and you say, it's not Saigon, it's not like Saigon, it's not like Saigon, even though anybody who even pays a cursory amount of attention will be like, hey, this, this, what's going on in Kabul's got major Saigon vibes right now. And the State Department is still just like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Just, just please stop paying attention to everything and listen to what I say. I mean, we, we were kind of discussing this earlier. There's not really like a, like, who's the good guys? <laughs> Who are there the good guys? None. That's a good question. There are none. The civilians, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the Taliban are <sighs> not great, but like they're better than the current Afghan government, sadly. No, I believe that. They had a press conference today, and I caught part of it. And they were basically like, we uh, we seek to have no enemies, internal or external. We mean to forgive everybody who fought for the Americans and all the other foreign governments. We just want peace. We want Afghanistan to no longer be a battlefield or a war for mm. foreign conquerors. And we just want mm. peace. Seems reasonable. It sounds great. Um, I don't know if I believe it. I mean, there is context, because you have to go back to 1979, when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan for the sake of propping up a puppet government. And then the United States, in 1980, we began funding a group that was then known as the Mujahideen, later known as Al-Qaeda. There is a very important uh, historical text known as Rambo (laughs) 3. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to find out more about the brave Mujahideen fighters, there you go. Rambo 3. We spent billions upon billions of dollars arming, funding, training the Mujahideen to harass and fight the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. And then, after the Soviet Union left in 1989, another government was propped up. And then, Jesse had a a couple questions in the chat. One of them being, what was the political incentive for George Bush invading Afghanistan? There was no material 
incentive, but there was great political incentive to do so because a lot of this got swept under the rug because of 9-11. But for the first year or so of George Bush's presidency, there was this huge stinking cloud of illegitimacy hanging over the Bush administration. Who's stinking cloud? A wide cross-section of the American population correctly believed that the George Bush administration was an illegitimate government because of the way that the Supreme Court stole the election in their favor. And so what better way to distract the population at large from feelings of uh, like an illegitimate government than let's go invade another country and then claim that anybody who thinks that we are wrong for doing this is somehow an enemy of the state. You know, years and years of propaganda of anybody who like, it's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be going like headlong invading other countries. Like, you're un-American. You're like a, a traitor or shit like that. Like, I feel like ninety percent of American adults just went insane after nine eleven happened. Yeah, in part, it was also to like reinstate a sort of like eternal enemy vis-a-vis like yeah. the like communism. You know, because the nineties we were flailing. Like, we tried Bosnia. We tried all these other places, and then nothing. St- we tried stuck. Haiti. So you pick a concept. Communism is a concept in the same way that terrorism is a concept. Yes. You can't, you're glued to nothing at that point. You're just, you're you just can't attacking kill an idea. idea. Exactly. And that's why it would perpetuate forever. Good work. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I saw a tweet, I think it was yesterday, and I was dying my, my ass off. Uh, it was like the United States, the U.S. <laughs> you were Empire. Dying your ass off. I was dying my, my ass, <laughs> died right off my body. Uh, and <laughs> I, I mixed the phrase, but whatever. Who the fuck cares? I was laughing my ass off because of the fact that the tweet said, so the United States Empire, it launched wars on both drugs and terror, and it lost. Some empire it is. Yeah. Because in the same way, drugs is also a concept. (laughs) And the drugs have won. (laughs) This is what happens. We lost wars, but Alan Moore was right. We can't destroy ideas. We've had an abysmal track record since the Bay of Pigs. Oh, before that, really. Can't go to war with pigs either. They just always win. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, thank you, smart. Joe. Always laughs at my terrible jokes. I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. They're smart. They're aggressive and <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be a joke about police officers as well. Yeah, I got, um, confu- I got I think I got confused because... No, the, I don't know what I was doing there. The I pig- just want to say I mean, I could have seen that, that I took a big sip of water right before Joe said that thing. You're welcome. Dying is, dying, I'm dying my ass off over here. <laughs> And I really did almost get to the point of spinning it up. Um, Sarah, you're either welcome or I apologize, depending on how you feel about it. It was really funny. It was always really funny. <laughs> I know. Silent spit like, I was just imagining it. someone's face extremely distressed while they're like rubbing Ass like <laughs> they're rubbing like um hair dye all over their butt. Yeah. <laughs> like, like- <laughs> Like me on hair dye. It will never be clean. (laughs) (laughs) So where was I? Uh, Uh, You can't kill an idea. You can't kill... Yeah, well, I was saying that. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we have the Bush administration launching a war because it wants people to forget about the fact that uh, his government is is pretty much not really relevant. Oh, he gets reelected off of it in a, something of a landslide in the popular vote. Yeah, Bush's approval rating after nine eleven was something like 80%. eighty percent. Eighty. Wait, I have a Four percent uh, to be exact. I have a question since we're basically doing like a little <laughs> Afghanistan history episode. Ironic. Here, can you talk a little bit more about like the role of uh, Rumsfeld in just yeah fucking just blasting <laughs> blasting into Afghanistan like blasting his ass into Afghanistan. <laughs> Rumsfeld like, and also know, Duke Cheney Donald was also Rumsfeld. very important. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Remember when Cheney shot that guy in the face and the guy had to apologize for it? <laughs> yeah, the guy had to apologize for being <laughs> yeah. shot in the face. What yeah. were they, quail hunting? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were quail hunting. It's like the epitome of just... The rich douchebags. Dumb Which bourgeois It's also decadence. funny, considering the fact that uh, Dick Cheney served in the administration of George Bush Sr., whose vice president was also named Dan Quayle. <laughs> quail <Yeah>. hunting. <laughs> He was just trying to get revenge, yeah. <laughs> and then some guy got in the way, and he was confused, and he just had to shoot, so. I mean, Quayle That was very so small. funny. No, like, that is seriously, like, one of the fun. Like, that's like a... That, <laughs> that 
is a moment that trumps like all of the fucking shit that happened during the Trump administration. That's like all that condensed into the, one. All, that is like sad. That is like a toxic Avenger like type of like satire come to life. It's insane. Guy, he apologized for getting shot in the fucking eye. Like what the fuck? The Bush, both Bush administrations had some fucking bangers. Like. <laughs> Remember the vomiting? Yes, George. Yeah, George Bush vomited on the fucking. It was Chinese yeah, and president. Ever since, ever no, it was the, the Japanese president. Japanese and ever prime since minister. then, oh, okay, Japanese prime minister. There's now a phrase in the Japanese language which is bushudu, which means to vomit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That rules. It's you like fucked a, up so hard. Another culture has to come up with a word to a describe legacy. how much you fuck up. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I need to fuck up with someone Asian then. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker had a shoe thrown at him. Motherfucker choked on a pretzel. <laughs> Remember, he almost died of choking on a pretzel. That just that man is just a guy uh, that you can't that's make my up. Bush. Like, his whole Watch life. that show. It was not. A, uh, it was fucking. There's a documentary. Goddamn it. Yeah, I aspire. To be in a position where I'm throwing my shoes at someone powerful. Uh, so we're at towards the beginning of the, the first Bush administration. Rumsfeld says, fuck yeah, let's go in there. Uh, we're not going to do any unknowns. negotiating with the Taliban. Actually, that was uh, Iraq that he was talking about. Oh. Rumsfeld was famously asked about uh, WMDs in Iraq. And he said, well, we have to be prepared to deal with any known unknowns. Which was a fancy way of saying... Well, we're pretty sure there aren't any, but we, we got to be sure. We, we can't like be like, yeah, there aren't any what, WMDs, because then we don't have a viable excuse, narrative-wise. Yeah, wasn't he also the uh, Secretary of Defense during uh, he was Afghan. Talk about it. Rumsfeld was one of those guys Fuck. who was institutionally just, he was just basically a fixture of the Republican Party as an institution unto itself. It was based on like 30 or 40 years. Wow. He was in Gerald Ford's. Uh, administration. He was in the Reagan administration. He was in both Bush administrations in varying capacities. Same with Dick Cheney. Like, Cheney and Rumsfeld, honestly, on some level, you kind of have to view them as, like, one and the same. Because they were both in all of those administrations. Okay, I give up on trying to do a linear timeline of this. I it, tried. I'm not, I can't. It's not gonna happen. Back I cannot Rumsfeld. facilitate this. <laughs> I am Steve, Steve Carell. I am basically explaining Steve, the Steve context. Steve played, played Donald Rumsfeld in the, the, the Vice movie. I'm explaining the context before getting back to where we are in the linear point. Okay, so we think of Rumsfeld and Cheney as literally the same human being, occupying two spaces at once. Wise, okay. Because they have the same ideological like. goals. One brain, two dorks. Pretty much. Kind of like me and Hava, except much dorkier. And also less terrible. Less terrible? Well, because Dick Cheney wanted to basically just burn the whole country to the ground. He had financial incentive to destroy Afghanistan because he had a lot of shares of a company called Halliburton. You said there were no material incentives for the Bush administration. Not for George Bush. But for his vice president, which would make it a part of the... Anyways. (laughs) I guess... You could say there was a material incentive for the administration. There's always some material incentive. It's never purely ideological. Or if it is ideological, it's to immaterial ends. Mm. Yes. War on drugs outlawed a lifestyle. The war on terror let us be the police of the world. Joe, talk about it. Yeah, so we dismantled the Afghan military and their government. We installed a puppet government and spent $2 trillion over this course of 20 years. Basically, just so that we could spend a lot of money on military contractors, they could get rich. Also, there's a lot of opium in Afghanistan. There is indeed. And many Uh people who have made this conjecture that uh, part of the reason we have an opioid epidemic in this country that sprung up around the time we invaded (laughs) Afghanistan has something to do with the fact that the CIA has been doing a lot of stuff in Afghanistan. I mean, for fuck's sake, Pete Buttigieg acknowledged that he was... Yeah. Working for the CIA in Afghanistan for some reason. Yeah, I find that funny that it's described as conjecture. Like, that, I think it's pretty easily traceable. <laughs> but, hey. Well, yeah, but I mean, the Trends theory one. of general relativity is still just a theory. You know? True. True. That's kind of what I was going for. That's the scientific method. Yeah, okay, Joe. You've outsmarted me yet again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yet again. <laughs> I'll get you next time. I should, I, you know what, I gotta be more... 
trusting of Joe. He does have a... It's not always a meandering. It is sometimes it is a contextual illustration. I'm a big picture kind of guy. Well, give us the big picture. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I feel like I'm the one that's more likely to ramble. But to be fair, I mean, all of us kind of take a while to get to the point usually. But then Joe comes back to it. He definitely does. He does. You need the context. It's important. Context is everything. Historical materialism. That's, that's what we're all about. Exactly. That's what we're all about. So we failed Afghanistan. This big old F right there. It depends on how you, what you define as failure. I mean, the objective of the occupation was to make a, a fuck ton of money for private military contractors. True. And on that front, they were wildly successful with the objective to actually, like, spread democracy to Afghanistan. That was not really the reason no. we were there. We were there to make yeah. money. Joe Biden actually explicitly said this, and that, I gotta say, like, it felt really good to hear it, but in like a, I don't know, in like this weird, bittersweet way, where it's like, yeah, you know, you know, some, you know it's really fucking, something has really, the shit has hit the fan severely yeah. when even Joe Biden is admitting that, like, this yeah, is a fucking flop. Where were, you, where were you stopping this 20 years ago? He was asked by, like, I think a political reporter about a month ago about uh, they were trying to, like, ask uh, Biden, like, trying to use this, like, emotional manipulation, like, try to convince Biden to, like, stay in Afghanistan. Like, what about women's rights? And he literally, like, turned around and he's like, I don't fucking care about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about women's rights in Afghanistan. We're leaving. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that anybody should be weary of that as a defense to maintain effectively a military dictatorship over another nation. I know I said weary instead of wary. It's the same thing we got on Joe's ass about a couple of weeks ago. Point is, neoliberal think tanks and the journalists that serve as their mouthpieces, e.g. the Borgen Project, New York Times, DW Academy, love to sensationalize women's rights in the Middle East to dilute discourse around foreign policy. If we're serious about liberating women around the world, and we should be, then we should probably not be bombing them or selling weapons to monarchs. That's pretty much what the Kabul government is. It's incredibly inept, it's incredibly corrupt, which is a large reason why the government collapsed in the space of a week. British and American intelligence both predicted that the Taliban wouldn't even make it to Kabul, let alone take the city. They wouldn't reach Kabul until the end of next month. I'm making a jerking off motion. You can't see it, but I, I'm doing it. Oh, it's hilarious just how delusionally optimistic the British were about this. Boris Johnson believed that uh, it would not be possible for the Taliban to achieve outright victory and that the Taliban wouldn't at the very earliest take control of some parts of Afghanistan, never the whole country, some parts of Afghanistan, until at least around Christmas. It's funny when the United States is actually a lot more pessimistic about things than other countries, but the United States estimated that they would last about a month before the Taliban would actually take the country as a whole. And the Taliban took control of Afghanistan in six days. Yeah. country lasted six days without American support. Apparently, the Afghan military is completely useless without residual air and ground support from the U.S. Air Force. Why? Because no one fucking cares. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone understands this is a government not worth fighting for. It's mostly just, like, corruption. Well, it has a lot to do with all the deals. That, I mean, like, Trump did make a lot of, like, deals Made with the Taliban deals. To, for them to have the country back. And so, and a lot of the communities, like, agreed to it. That's what he does. Like, they, a, you know, a deal guy. You have to understand that, like, the, the civilian government that was controlling Kabul up until last week was viewed by many people in Afghanistan as illegitimate yeah. because of just how exactly. corrupt it is. And that's why they, would pref- they prefer the Taliban. I was talking about this earlier. Like, the more that, like, the Afghani military, you know, which was partially backed by the U.S. and is basically no longer backed by the U.S., uh, started to get, like, painted into a corner. The Taliban-controlled areas actually became safer because um, civilians were no longer at risk of just getting, like, randomly bombed while they were, I don't know, raking leaves in their yard or something. So, like, the rural citizens of Afghanistan are safer than they were before. But the oh, people absolutely. that are still living close to the military bases... They're still deep shit because we're still bombing yeah. those areas. Yeah. They're basically, they're on the receiving end of the conflict between the Taliban and the Afghani military. 
which is why all of those people were trying to desperately escape the country because they, they want to escape war. They're like 100% convinced that the conflict will continue, which is why you had people literally falling from the skies to their deaths because they were trying to cling to the undercarriage of American military transports. And they had to literally pull mangled bodies out of the landing gear. Landing gear of others. Jesus. Once I landed. Because the wheels, like, they got sucked up into the mechanism of, like, the landing gear when the wheels went back into the plane. I don't know which is the worst way to go. Being sucked into the landing gear or falling off the wheels as the landing gear begins to be retracted and then plunged to your death. Oh, man. Falling off would be less painful. Probably. Yeah, I think I would rather f- fall. Um, yeah, me too. There are also other people who are stampeded on the tarmac to death. Also not a great way to go. Yeah, it was a shitty situation. We're a shitty country. Fuck Did us. anybody get shot? Because I know that they fired warning shots before they took off. Some suspect, but others attributed to like just a stampede of people. Which is fair, because there are like thousands of people trying to get to the same place at the same time. So probably, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a fucking terrible... All of it's terrible, because I guess it's like... It's just like Saigon. It it really is. It's worse than that, because didn't, yeah, didn't, like, didn't, like, didn't Vietnamese, like, la- that, like, last longer? Were we trying to, like, do we have to, like, get this many, like, Vietnamese people out of the country as we are having to do with Afghan people now? Yes, like, but I we did it in a slightly more coherent fashion. It wasn't all just like, okay, we're just leaving. We're leaving now. Like, the United States had what it called uh, the even intervals practice of like they did the drawdown in a much more coherent and measured way instead of like okay we're just leaving all at once the u.s military like intentionally botched this withdrawal because they're trying to stick it to the president because they're unhappy about having to leave afghanistan in the first place i think it could be argued that they also in saigon had there there was less of a crisis in the number of citizens that they needed to evacuate because most Vietnamese people are communists. They are in favor of communism. That is also oh. correct. Yeah. This is far worse than Saigon was. Yeah. Like, you God. didn't have people in Saigon, like, trying to strap themselves to the side of military transport that they were leaving the country in Saigon. You didn't have that. <sighs> so I guess they're right. It's, it's, it, this isn't Saigon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so much worse. <laughs> worse. Sunday alone, it was estimated that anywhere between 7 and 24 people died at the airport. Just the airport. But they did fill a fucking plane. It was meant 600 to hold, like, people. 800 people. Oh, it was 800. I saw 640. 800 people. And then they had only gotten before, in like for some like typhoon or something, a couple of years back, they had gotten 670 people. Mm. That's a weird thing where it's like... It's all terrible, but I mean, like, if you get that many people out at once, that's... It's more than nothing. Yeah, it's more than nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It's if you, still not great. If you tell people to get off the plane, but they're not going to get off, and you think that people are going to kill 800 people if you can't get the plane going, like, I, it's all terrible. <laughs> it's just awful. It's, it's a shit show, all right? We spent $2 trillion mm-hmm. probably yeah. in Afghanistan in the past... 20 years. Uh-huh. No, there's no the raise the money. No, I no. got the money. Okay, you got I the got money. I got the money. <laughs> More perspectives. <laughs> no more. <It's> so bleak. <laughs> yeah, more no perspective more. of how much of a waste of money that is. You could cancel the entire federal student loan balance and still have enough money to end homelessness in America 10 times over. Yeah, but they were never going to do that anyways. They had to spend it on war or on their own decadence. No, of course I weren't. I'm just trying to give a perspective of how much money was wasted. Yeah, yeah, if the world was good. Yeah, Maybe also isn't... it's a good time to remind our listeners that we have more than enough homes in this country to end homelessness. It's like five homes for every homeless person. Yeah, like the problem is not that we have a lack of property. Contrary to what the po- property developers would say. <laughs> you mean empty property, right? Yes, they can yeah, help us. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah. I mean, just, just sitting there. shit just sitting around for the purpose of, like, generating some douchebag more money. Yep. Whole bunch of empty properties in East Boston. Bloomberg yesterday had a headline about how we shouldn't be taxing the empty properties of rich people. What? Bloomberg? Fuck you, Bloomberg. Suck my blooms, Berg. Sorry. I have breaking news. Bam, bam, bam. Do the noise. The breaking news. Um, <laughs> I have a noise that. 
Give me this. Okay, there we go. We can edit something into that. All right. Yeah, great. Sure. Yeah, I'll do it first. The, Good apparently, the vice. All right. Apparently, the vice president of Afghanistan has like a militia or like a, oh. soldiers, and they just took part of a of a province of Afghanistan. I mean, this is just about her on the radio, and I have to look into like the actual history bit to see again. But like, it seems like a lot of times in the past, people have like captured Kabul and then like couldn't actually like capture the entirety of Afghanistan. Then like the conflict continued because there's always somebody to fight against. Somebody's holding out somewhere. Oh yeah. And that's basically this is what this is happening now. But it's just like you get this little teeny tiny bit like a district of a province. Therefore, we must do civil war. Well, what the yeah. Taliban have done strategically is rather than going after cities, they go after connections between oh. big population centers. So, like, they have the transit routes covered. Oh. They took a major highway a couple days ago. Hmm. Connecting That's Afghanistan to Pakistan. It's just a little part of the country. Look at that. It's important because Afghanistan is landlocked. So, like, right now... Taking control of the highways means that Kabul International Airport, which is controlled by the U.S. Air Force right now, is the only way out of the country that isn't subject to, like, the Taliban checkpoint. What the fuck? Who is, st- who is starting a fire? <laughs> Who's starting a fire? Yes, I am. <laughs> of course, Scott is starting a fire. But uh-huh. yeah, um, the Taliban also has, they have military and financial support from, like, neighboring territories. Also, they have diplomatic support, because the Chinese said yesterday that they are yeah. eager to begin friendly relations with the new Taliban government. Yeah, which could have been done fucking 20 years ago. Maybe not by China, but, like, we had the opportunity to do that. Actually, Rumsfeld famously rejected a peace plan that the Taliban offered them in November That's 2001. what I fucking said at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, Joe. That's Come what on, I was man. trying to get you to talk about. Joe, detail it. Talk about it. I don't have all of the details from that off the top of my head, but it was something along the lines of, like, Well, we aren't interested in making deals right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was that line in the Dark Knight. It was like, we don't make deals with terrorists. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. He's not, he's not Trump. Trump would be like, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk it out. He did. That's what he did. That's why the Taliban's been able to take the country back so quickly. Was already there. Trump had his finger in a lot of pies. Was the only thing Trump did? I mean, this is George Bush's fault, but you know, very tiny, very tiny place. It's one district of a of a province, yeah. Oh, uh, so we take a small district in, in like it's the tiny, eastern part of the country. Billy was talking about. Yeah, I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that sounded like. I just. I just tried to move my face against this that kind of moves. No. It was actually not bad. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, it was right. Considering that I'm a youthful female, yes, and not a greasy large man. <laughs> uh, you know he's see. greasy. F he's gotta be. He smells like Crisco. Damn, a stam. You fucked it up. One of the mini stands. Uh-huh. And the saddest part about it is that we have absolutely no path forward. It is so beyond repair. There what is country nothing, are we going to invade next? Nothing that the United States could do to make this right. Because it is just... It's just well, what, created the problem, perpetuated the problem, and then left it worse. to fester on its own. They don't fucking yeah. want us there. Period. They do not want us there. They are blocking us on their phone. They're blocking us on Twitter. They're throwing away objects that remind them of us. This is a full... Oh, it's a full breakup. Wow. Dirty break. Uh-huh. Oh, so there's no clean break. Wow, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> they're doing to they're doing to us, like, what we want to do to the Democratic Party, but in a much more effective and swift fashion. Yes. Did you just start taking your vacation, Joe? Did I start taking a vacation? He had his vacation. It's over now. It sounds like you're boarding a plane right now. Or... No, I didn't <laughs> know. We should talk about Joe's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. The plants in the yard. Oh, God. Joe's got quite a house. Yeah, the jacuzzi in the basement. He has a breakfast room. 
and my grandmother knew that there was company. Why? Because the table Sarah moved was slightly off to the right. <laughs> that's that's it's like there was something off. There were oh, people no. here. The table moved a little bit. She probably noticed that Hava rearranged her cookbooks. No, she, she didn't care about that. that. Fuck those books. I oh yeah, looks at him. I saw the Instagram post that <laughs> had of it, and I was dying my app. I was dying so fucking hard. <laughs> to stew peas, the Jew. <laughs> What is this dying my ass off? I don't know why my brain Joseph's is going there. Dying his ass, Joseph's dying it. his ass off over here. It's like beating around a dead horse. I love that. Uh, the Jews way. Like, wow. I knew she was racist, but I didn't know it was that bad. I want to narrate a text that Carlene sent me earlier. <clears throat> Quote. Do it. So I was delivering a tray to a patient, and he had a lot of... Sorry. And he had a lot of apple juices on his dinner tray in his room, and he had said, I'm going to keep them. I said, <laughs> I said, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> this is so hard. I said, yes, that's a good idea because occasionally we go through <laughs> an apple juice genocide <laughs> instead of apple juice drought. <laughs> I get a love you with them. Title of the episode. It's beautiful. Apple juice genocide. I love that. Maybe Afghanistan apple juice genocide. No, in Afghanistan flavor. It's like the worst possible word you could just (laughs) (laughs) The question is, did that guy know what Genocide meant. <laughs> she need, no, she needed to double down. She needed to be like, yeah, you better fucking hide those apple juice well so when I come door to door with apple a machine gun to kill them, you don't want them to get hit. Oh <laughs> my god. All for the sake of you apple better hide juice. Your, yeah. you, better, you better hide your fucking apple juice under the floorboards, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it, Today, is it a genocide? <laughs> Or is it a genocide by apple juice? Like, does the does the apple juice commit the genocide on something else, like a different kind of juice, maybe? Or apple or juice is committing genocide now? Well, that that is the question. Yeah, the apple juice is mixing with the cranberry juice to blend in. I mean, it can blend in anywhere. This is cultural blend. erasure. Is this Holocaust <laughs> jokes? I'm doing Holocaust jokes. I hope not. Well, that's all right. Are we are we done talking about the uh, unfortunate no. Middle East? Ooh. All right. So well, I have some more things I want to talk about, which yeah. is like go another go off, baby. I okay. I preface this by saying that I can care about multiple things at once because I'm a complex human being. Yes, it's called nuance. We nuance. like to have. I have nuance. nuance, and I'm just going to talk about something. That people might say, well, why? Who gives a fuck about them? And I'd be like, well, it's nuance anyway. No, you can't just I have say, been... well, it's nuance, but I understand. <laughs> yes, um, anyway, yeah, so as I typically do, I am monitoring various US military army things because that's just what I do in case some shit's going down that's relevant to me in my life. And. It's simultaneously bizarre to see everybody kind of freaking out as if, like, this was the moment that they realized that everything was fucked. You know, it's like you didn't realize. Basically, the the thing is, is that people who had been deployed to Afghanistan, especially recently, knew that it was like a hopeless situation. And then as soon as we get out, it's going to go to hell. Maybe then the people who hadn't actually gone to Afghanistan before didn't realize that or they just were ignoring it. But a lot of people feeling really hopeless about the situation, what the what their purpose is in doing anything. Which I mean, I guess it's good. It makes you rethink why you joined the the military of a imperialist like the government. I mean, project. yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, my my boyfriend is expressing the same opinions as that. To be honest, so simultaneously, I think of like this is the first time you guys are thinking about this this way, like seeing this stuff. But at the same time, there is still so much like. People are really upset about this. Even if you think like, well, this person went to Afghanistan and they probably shot people. They don't deserve anything. But like people are 
lot of them are probably going to kill themselves and have killed themselves because of like the hopelessness that they see. Like imagining like that their like interpreters that they worked with in Afghanistan are probably going to die, and people that they that they helped and might have known might die or get hurt or something like that. But like seeing the camaraderie and people are like trying to reach out to interpreters that they knew and trying to get them the um, I believe it's called SIV special in something visa. I think it's called special emergency visa. Yeah, trying to get them set up with that so that they can, you know, try and get out and safely and then see people like supporting each other and, and like saying that anybody can DM them if they're having a difficult time with the, the current events that are happening. I mean, to be honest, there was a time yesterday, because my boyfriend's already under a lot of stress from something unrelated. We were talking about Afghanistan stuff, and then he went silent for a while. And I, like, was nearly the point of, like, trying to find one of his buddies on, like, I don't know, like, Insta or Facebook or something and message him and be like, hey, is everything good? I haven't heard from him in a while. I uh, did not do that. He's fine. But just looking at it from that side, it's, like, a weird mixture of, like, seeing the situation from a different light, but then also, like... It's another separate, like, smaller tragedy happening in that community. It's ge- geographically separate, but, like, it's it's part of the same, like, ecosystem. Yeah, I don't think we have to minimize the pain that, like, troops or former troops are going through. Like, as I was reading through the DSA National Platform, we don't take an anti-troop stance. We take, like, an anti-imperialism stance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people who join the armed forces do so because they can't afford to live in this country if they don't. Yeah. There's also a lot of nationalism that's ingrained from you from a young age. Yeah. yeah. been bred into the population. Like, you know, people will go to church and they'll hear the same attitude. People will go to, you know, like a baseball game or a football game and they'll keep reinforcing this nationalistic attitude. There are people who their military experience was what radicalized them. And they have some of the absolute best insight from a Marxist perspective of anybody, you know, anybody living in this country because they have firsthand seen the consequences of the United States war machine and its impact on populations around the world. And um, what you just said is like really fucking heartwarming, actually, because it means that people are realizing while while they're deployed that like the foreigner is not the enemy. The foreigner is just a, a you know, another human. And I think that's extremely important when we live in like this climate of xenophobia and i don't really care if it's like a soldier or not we can look at somebody who lives with a somewhat different set of cultural values practices different religion eats different kinds of food like just because they're different from us doesn't mean that they're a threat to our way of life not that our way of life is fucking worth protecting at this point (laughs) Um, yeah just like vegans Oof. Oh. Big oof. <laughs> I would have to agree Sorry, with Scott. There definitely are heartwarming aspects of it. I mean, as heartwarming as it can be to see like someone being like, hey, please don't kill yourself because of what's happening. Come and talk to me about it. Like, Or go talk to behavioral health. Go talk to somebody in your platoon or something like that. Like, Yeah, but then at the same time, obviously, there are people who are taking a different approach of like, it starts the same thing of like, none of this matter anyway. Like, it was all a lie. And then diverging into like, they were never worth saving anyway. We should have like bombed the whole country, <laughs> like stuff like that. So there's like the, there's like the, the duality there, but. Yes. But in some regard, like, again, I attribute that more to the state than I do like to the individual, because if that's your job, if like you are eating, sleeping and breathing American exceptionalism, mm-hmm. what other kind of message are you supposed to take away from that? Like it takes somebody who has ironically, like a strong sense of individuality in order to develop a like Marxist consciousness if you're in that situation. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. God, that feels kind of gross to say. Say it. We'll we'll decide how gross it is. (laughs) Well, just by like intentionally disregarding what in your immediate circumstances seems like the greater good, you're actually doing something for the greater good. If you look around and you say like, everybody that's around me right now championing this sort of like we can do this shit together kind of ideology like that's all bullshit i need to stick to my own values which i mean there's nothing wrong with that like that's what we kind of have to deal with on a regular basis because we're surrounded by this like neoliberalism bullshit but 
if you're a soldier, that's kind of like your lifeline. The people that are like watching your back and fucking up your shit. But yeah, <laughs> fucking up your shit. <laughs> those blue, those blue yeah, falcons gonna fuck you up. The really shitty aspect of it, I mean, as if there weren't enough, is that people who have been conditioned to think that whenever they are doing something on behalf of the country, that they are de facto doing what is good for the planet. When they come back into regular society and they've just been deployed in in like Afghanistan where they come to realize that, you know, despite what they're doing, everybody is still dying and getting bombed. Um, That'll fuck you up. And we don't really have a safety net for that. Mm -hmm. Currently dealing with that right now, to be honest, trying to navigate that. Not myself, but like, you know. It's the same sort of thing as like all these, you know, middle-aged men that thought that their identity was tied explicitly like to their job doing manual labor, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, it's a good comparison. They're like a steel, like an iron worker or uh Executive. Mine, the miners, we love the miners. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're a coal miner and then that mine shuts down and the economy of your, your town disappears... And the only thing that's left anywhere close to you is some kind of bullshit tech startup and you have no technical skills and you're not making money anymore. Like you think that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And you're going to do heroin. You're going to get hooked on heroin and you're probably going to die. That's yeah. what happens. And or you're going to like get into QAnon stuff because right. there's this way you can. Because uh-huh. that creates the sense it. of community yeah, that you, that's exactly. been stripped away from yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. This is like a chauvinism problem. I don't think this is a problem with the moral compass of the individuals that we're like enlisting to do these things because we're just all trying to survive. Yep. I mean, the real failure with Afghanistan is the fact that we showed up in the first place. Yeah. That's why it's like so fucked because there's literally nothing good that we can do at this point. The only thing we can do is leave. That is the least bad option available at this point. Realistically, I think sending medical aid and doing something to protect the infrastructure and doing something to... But realistically, the United States isn't going to do that. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is MSF there? Are they there? I'm told that I'm Googling it right now. Yep. I mean, Doctors Without Borders is there. John Carter. Give money to them. Couple seasons. In a couple seasons. (laughs) That's not even, like, a good enough answer, though, because, like, the United States knowingly bombed a doctor that borders hospital for over uh-huh. an hour and a half back in 2015. I happened. Yeah. I was just starting college. You can, couldn't do hospital bombing. Look, look it up. It's horrifying. That was truly the thing that solidified me as an anti-imperialist was the, the couldn't yeah. do hospital bombing. For me, it was, the, it was that WikiLeaks footage of the fucking, the dude operating the drone, just like shooting a fucking van with like kids in it. And then the paramedics that tried to rescue them. And then yeah. the fucking journalist that was, like, still alive, writhing around on the ground. Yes. The imperialist machine has grown beyond its own control. The shit makes me legit sick. Sturts for blood is unsatiable. The thing that drives me most One day insane. it will crush all of us. Either directly or indirectly. We murdered, like, the top doctors in the entire country. Bunch of patients. And none of the people who were behind the bombing of the uh, doctors at Borders Hospital... None of them were actually held accountable. Yeah, dude, of course not. What are you doing? What, what, you, ta- what you searching there? What's up? <laughs> oh, that's keyboard. I get it. What was? I was just you? imagining you, like, with a joystick, <laughs> just, like, furiously, like, flinging it back and forth. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just gets faster and faster. Yeah. <laughs> like you're playing like a Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart? That would not sound out loud. But like Mario teaches typing. Yeah, if you like uh-huh. take your joystick in Mario Kart and fling it around that fast, Mario's going to be dead. <laughs> Mario's going to be dead in the game where you can't die. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Shows you how you're much I know about the, Mario Kart. in the cheat code that kills him immediately. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you can die, but you can like, fall off the I, track and then yeah, respawn. You get like, penalized, but you don't die. Anyways. Uh, and just, I have played that, just not that much. There is like a rumble mode where you can get killed, so yes. How about, we, how about we talk about things you can't make up? Yes. Ha!
like a like a, 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 like a transition like a, out of it. Okay, all right, fine. Like well, a crude uh, but effective, such as a um uh such as a well, like peaceful resolution to the situation. You can't make this shit up. Sorry, well, I guess no, you can't make me. that up. You can. I'm gonna make it up. Yeah, make it up out of clay. I'm clay first. The gathering, the gathering of the Kyles. Oh yep. God! Did yeah, you I, did you show me this before? I don't think so because I just found it today. Oh yeah. So uh, the gathering of, of the, the Kyles. Kyles. The gathering of Kyles. Are you Fuck named Kyle? Guys. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't. The uh, the city of Kyle, Texas is attempting to break the Guinness World Record for gathering the most Kyles, but only Kyles who spell their names K-Y-L-E. You got oh. some kind of alternate spelling? Fuck you. You don't get to play. How about, like, um... Big Kyle-ass having motherfucker. How about, like, Ky- Kylie? But, like, nope. the two E's at the end are silent? Nope, nope, not or like not, not K-I-L-E. <laughs> No, nope, only K Y L E. Who in the world spells K-Y-L-E. their name that way? I'm looking somebody. I don't know. Somebody the people live for bread free in Sarah Brand. C A I L L E. Trying to find a fucking people license plate. Keychain. Imagine if somebody spelled Kyle with a C. Oh, oh, that'd be oh, yeah, exactly. That makes me feel very bad. Yeah. I don't like that. I like can't find anybody named Kyle K I L E. Just look so like you, dude, about you this music. Google, you can turn it down. Like, um, no, I, I haven't no, said anything fine. about his music. Oh, it's a good vibe. There, it is. That, good vibe. that is one of the most popular Norwegian last names. This surname is derived really? from Old Norse word. No, what I was saying when I thought was weird was talking, Bay. talking about someone who had a tile with a C. Oh, well, there right. you go. Just everybody come down. Yeah, <laughs> if you have any of these, you cannot go to this party, which is going to be on September 4th at 10 a.m. in Kyle, Texas. Oh, God. At Lake Kyle. K-Y-L? Uh, oh, really? Kyle. K- Kyle. K- 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 I like that. Come on, Kyle. Name. Give me If you go to this weekend, which is free, when is it? It's this weekend, and how much is it? It's free. You, uh. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> that's sorry. If happened. you. You have. To... No, it had... it's gonna happen on September 4th. You have to go there and be in the Guinness World Record, and then if you do that, you can go to the the festival, and you will get a free T-shirt. Was a free T-shirt oh, holy fuck! There, oh my god! I found a guy named I found a guy named <laughs> Kyle that spells it K I L E. It is you so big. Yeah. Son of a bitch. No. It was a guy that... He looks like one of those rap guy boyfriends. <laughs> no, no, this is actually interesting. <laughs> Whoa. Kaylin. Kalar. Kaylin. Like Caitlin. Kaylin. Kaylin. The related name. Kalar. Did the Kayla, parents do this Kaya. for the spite or what? <laughs> Alright, I agree with Sarah. I found it. Okay, 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 okay. I found it. <laughs> So, there once was an 11-year-old boy boy named Kyle Glover, Uh who happened to be the popular pop star Usher's ex-wife. What? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Usher has an ex-wife who is an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, that was the son of Usher's ex-wife, okay. Okay. was struck while riding an inner tube by a family acquaintance riding a jet ski and rendered brain uh, dead. Although oh doctors no. struggled to save his life, he died two weeks later on July 21st and was taken off life support. That sucks. Oh, no, okay. It's not fun at all. That was what in part led to Lake Lanier, 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 Lanier. 
It's probably <laughs> Lanier or Lanier if it's in Texas. Being deemed cursed <laughs> in a death trap. You mean every Chevy that has ever been made since like 1980? Chevy! <laughs> I thought Dodge was worse. The Chevy. Oh, they're both terrible. Oh, Believe me, they're both terrible. Of course, leave it to fucking Usher's ex wife to name their kid Kyle with an I. (laughs) That that was a sign that he was doomed. What's her name? Uh, All I gotta say Tamika Foster. Very normal name. Everybody's got normal names, so we love them. Oh, no. Uh, Uh, I hijacked your segment. I'm I'm sorry. That's okay. The, the, I, I think I was the one who kind of started it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, in that's memory, okay. All I gotta in say memory of Kyle Glover. Uh, Kyle Glover. <laughs> Probably a cool guy. I thought you Anyways. were gonna end pretty, that story. Pretty cool guy. And he doesn't afraid of anything. No. He, no, he, he doesn't. He didn't. Oh, he, he doesn't. He, oh, well, of he, did, he was not. Good for he. <laughs> he not I thought you were going to end that story by telling me that, that that lake that he had the accident on was renamed Lake Kyle, it's which is where this Kyle gathering is in Kyle, Texas. Oh. But, but I didn't realize oh. he was the guy. He was the Kyle with an eye, so really he couldn't care. even he couldn't even go to this. He couldn't go see the uh, hot air balloons, live music, food vendors, and free T-shirts. That he get. Bring it for you, Kyle. Pour it out. Uh, this one's for you. Yeah. We miss you, Kyle. We love you. This is kind of. For you, right. Kyle, with an eye. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Before we leave, all I gotta say about Afghanistan. Just to bring us back is that I remember a lot of people in high school insisted that we would win the war in less than a year. That's and weird. I was like, I'm not sure, sure about that. And look who was right. Suck my dick. Um, yeah, everybody that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like two or three weirdos. Yeah, everybody not, suck his dick. Hey, weird guys that, that Scott knew right, growing right, up. All right, let's stop. Why don't you suck on his penis? <laughs> hey, guys, he said he wants you to suck Why his dick. Why don't you? Hey, he said that he here. wants you to suck on his penis. Why don't you do that? Why don't you? To show Seven, you how smart yeah, he is. Yeah, why don't you? Why, why don't you? <laughs> is there a problem? Why gotta, don't you? You gotta. He said. It. He told us that he wants you to give him a blowjob because he is right. You son of a bitch! <laughs> You're legally obligated. You commanded it. That's what it's Because you are a man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like this close to naming your actual high school, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it was the 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 high school. That was of, one big pile of shit. It's it was the high school of hard knocks. Right, yeah, that's what I still old people's face Hard knocks, you say? Hard Okay, Jesus. But you know, you've seen like old people who are like, "Oh yeah, I went to the school of hard knocks." Aha, so Jesse, you're reading the uh, you've read the platform, the DSA platform on the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Detail that a little bit, then we'll wrap this show up. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so I have started narrating the proposed national political platform for the Democratic Socialists of America from the national convention. I think it's going to be four parts in total. I have put two of them up on Patreon so far. Patreon. And they will eventually, they will squeeze their way into the main feed. Um, I don't know what squeeze is. Definitely not the right verb. Find out what the fuck we're all about as democratic Uh, socialists. So, yes. I know, I'm bad. I'm bad. Um, As it turns out, it does actually take quite a while to narrate. But it is very thorough. And I actually like everything I have read so far. I am pleasantly surprised. So at least a good chunk of the org actually does represent the ideology that we try to espouse here on the Epoch. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, been my, it's been my experience so far. It's very good to hear, folks. It's good to hear. My name is Scott. His name is Scott. Ah, His name is Scott. Sweaty wife on the band camp in SoundCloud. <laughs> it's adorable. 
You can find me at Sweaty Wife on Instagram, Death Smollett on Letter- Letterboxd and Twitter. We got a whole bunch of other prizes. Angry person, you want to get out of here? You've been yawning. Tell us who you are. Tell us why you're angry. Tell us Hulk out. No, tell us what you're about. Hulk out and tell us what you're about. Tell us who you, are. who you are. Let it all out. Oh, I'm well. I'm upset that the, the military is fucking over my boyfriend. Right, well, as per usual. Yeah, they they suck. Fuck over a lot nope. of people. Solidarity with their boyfriend. Tell him he can come on the pod if he wants. I don't about, think he'd like to. That's okay. the problem well, with the military. We'd love to hear to, that. Trying to be, trying to be. Probably's uh, got a laundry list. So. Welcoming and you know. Um, but yeah, and I was just dealing with that and trying to be supportive. Yeah, just angry about that and about uh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth makes me rage, apparently. Mm-hmm. Rage. You turn into Blue Hulk, not green. Just, I just turn into a Blue Hulk rage tooth. I just turned into a large blue yes. molar. Yeah, just one, just one tooth. <laughs> like you know, like at the, the dentist office, with the like, like, like little anthropomorphic teeth with like the little Very arms yes. and legs. Oh, that's a angry blue one. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Anyway, uh, you can't find me, and that's fine. That's good. Uh, I don't want to be found. I'm, I'm busy. Found. Wow. I'm busy. I'm gonna have to hire uh, a tooth fairy to get this giant tooth. Ooh, that was bad, Joe. Go. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't aware that was a joke. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's why I said popcorn. Oh, so now I have to go twice. Oh, you're yeah. good. Sorry. No, you tell us your information twice. And then tell me your oh, license number. What's your personal <laughs> home address? You already don't know what it is. You don't need me to say it again, do I? Yeah, we were there. No, what the fuck? Don't say anything. Jesus. Ellie, just go. <laughs> Fill the void. Okay. Uh, I'm Ellie, and you can't find me anywhere either. But. Uh, you can get a psychic reading from my oh, headmate, yeah. Hava, who, he's, he's gonna do it. I, I don't am, want him to do it. Don't do it. Hatanagra. <laughs> His eyes uncovered! <laughs> yeah! That, that's just a thing we do now. It has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the <laughs> URL. I can't make, like, I can't make, like, a cute jihad joke anymore, either. No, you can't. Be inappropriate. Anyway... Oh my god! <laughs> His eyes uncovered. <laughs> you should uh, watch that episode of Star Trek. And anyway, and on a completely unrelated note, if you want to get a psychic reading from Chava, I had mate whose name is spelled C H A V A. What was it? Charlie Hotel Alpha Victor Alpha. Yep. Yeah, there we go. That's how you spell her name, which is relevant because her website is readings by Chava. Dot com and she charges on a sliding scale. <laughs> oh my god! You can request an appointment with her on that website. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Readings by Hava. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill you. Joe. That's okay. You, you Joseph. Have to. Joe. Yes. Where are you from? What you do? Oh, I am. Uh, you can find me complaining about how the Red Sox are shitting the bed today on Twitter at JLFB96. Don't bother looking mm-hmm. for me on Instagram. I'm not really there that much. Well, that and makes I'm, it easier to not have to know have. about... Do the sound better than now. No, not that one. No, 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 no. Do the Darmok. Just, oh, I wonder if you randomly. Oh my god. No! <laughs> 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 no! I'm gonna downstairs, Jesus, stop. <laughs> well, sorry. It's okay. And he's Jesse. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> you can find my music on soundcloud.com slash contingentsboston. Remember to hit up comrade-rosie.org. Select one or more mutual aid groups to donate your time, labor, and or money to because people really need your help right now. And if you want to cut straight to the shit, get right to the poop, donate to a... Austin Wright Mutual Aid Group. Uh, PayPal.me slash AB Mutual Aid. I don't think um, we can do our PayPal anymore also, but you can also do it to our Venmo. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
de- dealing with it. We're dealing with it. It's <laughs> terrible. We're dealing with it. Anyway, but you also do Venmo at AB Mutual Aid. I want yes. to give us a collective fat on the back. Last week, I mentioned that we got our financial shit in order. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, all, it's, we have uh, already run into a huge barrier with that, but we did raise like over $2,500 at the yard mm-hmm. sale. So yeah. We are doing Damn. some fucking practice. And... The mental health working group raised like a hundred and something dollars. $117 to go towards the Doctors Without Borders slash MSF efforts. Good for us. Giving healthcare <laughs> and mental health care to people around the Joe, world. Thank you, love everyone. Yeah. Thank you for coming and eating the cookies that Carlene made. And also, I made some empanadas. Maybe Kava made them. Yeah, I think Kava made them. Yeah, I love you. Anyways. Not delivered them. You're not allowed to say it. Scott's the one who has to do it. Yeah, he has to say it. And you can find us on Patreon. Do the thing. Patreon.com slash if it can truly do. I can't make something out of it this week. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. We're on TikTok now. We got some clips to get some actual plays, some some views. If you're on TikTok, uh, listen to our show. Don't just listen to our yeah. TikTok clips. They're a minute and long. Don't, don't follow pale. us. Just, you know, we just want listen everything. to the show. Yeah. Shout out to Carlene for promoting us on TikTok. All the time. I think that's why we're actually we getting listeners. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, YouTube. But more importantly... Go to that Patreon, patreon.com slash epicincredulity for some bonus material access to our Discord. It's been a long night. No, it's been a long night. It's really been, not. It's been, a, it's been a good night. It's pretty early. We're doing nice. It's a, it's a hard Bring the power night. to the people, folks. Every week we say Batankdo. 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 Wow, shockingly loud. <laughs> Okay. That was perfect. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was very You're married well to a tank. Doe. If that's what you want to do. You know, we've been no saying judgment. that for so long. I forget why originally we said for tank doe. I there think that's nothing no... to do with my job. There wasn't a why. It was you just, just an origin story it. for that. You just said it. And you you decided that that's what that was. That was. Yeah. What's what was what, what, what we said? called true love. What what? Either we love you, listener. <laughs> the Every week we that say Batangdo, and we also say that's your epoch kisses, love, smooches, Joe. Trinipu, uh, what? Wrapped. Anyways, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What about Joe? Yeah. What about Just vibe, baby? <laughs> I'm done. Nothing. I think you your said, name is just something that comes out of Scott's mouth now. Yeah, so just so it's kind of like it just happens. <laughs> it's like, no. Well, right. it's good to know that it works free in your brain. That's always good to know. Ooh. Ooh. Joey B. Joe. I'm just the guy I know. No. His name is no. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we always go to the show together. Always going to the show. No, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, see. Joe, I don't know where he went, <laughs> but I know he had to go. He's my good friend, Joe. He had friend. to go. It's kind of throwing me off a bit, but it's fine. We're singing about my friend Joe. Oh no, back to the fucking verse. I don't know what I was saying before. Back to the verse. <laughs> Can we I be your hype go. man? 
I kind of already Ooh. got one, so I'm gonna have to hype man, hype man. Oh, yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> right. We're a band that consists of one singer and then a series of hype men, and then a series of hype men, and then a series of four hype We're not even getting hype from Joe. He's not hype even men. listening to us. You know, he's just hype sitting there in silence, <laughs> by six. soaking. <laughs> I'm dying in that. Dying in that. I'm just dying listening to that. He's my only friend Joe. He's Do you guys feel like uh, Harry Potter? It's not there. I wish he had more hair. <laughs> you know those um those like animations like the only animations like Harry Potter when like you know what I'm talking about? What? Like the Oni and the Oni and G, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with like Harry Potter, where like Ron like grabs Hermione's butt. I imagining her, her, imagining her, Hermione in that. She's not getting grabbed by her butt. She's just like rubbing her butt with hair dye, and she's just like. Fills <laughs> her butt with yeah. hair dye. <laughs> So, 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 so,